We are starting a new series today entitled Courage to Embrace the Attitude of Gratitude. Are you here? Are you here? Maybe I should ask, are you alive? Luke chapter 17. We're living in a time in the world where people are not grateful. Ingratitude is a disease of the times in which we live. But it was prophesied when you read the book of Timothy about the last days. The Bible did clearly say that in the last days, people will be unthankful. As just as people walk back, ne? let them go to their seats. Don't block them, please. Ne? Just be nice to them, all right? The Bible did say that in the last days, people will be unthankful. Somehow, as human beings, we, we are not naturally thankful people. In fact, we... We get taught to show gratitude as children. Because human nature makes demands. Human nature wants what is rightfully its own. And even after it gets, it still is not satisfied. It will still complain. And when you look at the system of the world, the system of the world is designed to keep us as a people who are not content. If you have an, an iPhone 5, then they bring another one. What's the latest one? Say, Lilico 10 already. And when they advertise the iPhone 10, they just show you how much your iPhone 5 is behind Casillabas. So they say upgrade. And how they advertise is to try and convince you that if you get this one, you'll be satisfied. And then you got the iPhone 10. And then they'll bring another iPhone 11 or 12. And so we live in a constant state of being discontented. And as a result, we're not even thankful for what we have. And ingratitude is a disease of the time. It always makes me wonder sometimes how sometimes the children who seem to be falling into things like depression, even if I don't, I'm not necessarily looking down on it or saying it's not legitimate, and who threaten to kill themselves and who sometimes become very naughty, if you go to their families, you find the families providing for them. And they have been provided for, and they're complaining about how their parent is never there for them. And yet, you find children who grew up in such difficult surroundings who are grateful Ugutu Koko was there for me. And they're growing up with Koko in a Mukuku. Yet, they are so grateful. 
So it's not the amount of things that you get that create a spirit of gratitude. It's a decision you make when about gratitude. Because at all levels of our life, there'll always be something better than what you have. There'll always be a more handsome husband than the one you have. There'll always be a sexier wife than the one that you have. There'll always be a more obedient child than what you have. There'll always be a better car than what you have. Oh, you don't want me to say sexy? When I said that, everything went out of the room. There'll always be a better preacher than the one that you go to their church. There'll always be a better musician. There'll always be something better. But by the same token, there'll always be something worse than what you have. We never think about that. There's someone who's praying to have what you have. Who's hoping to have what you have. And so, gratitude, Bazalana, is an act of the heart. It's something, it's something, retweet We need to learn to be grateful. That's why we teach children to show gratitude. So in Luke chapter 17, something happened there that I believe Jesus paused and used this moment to teach one of the most valuable lessons about gratitude. You know, Jesus was always purpose-driven. And Jesus would always use these moments as what somebody calls teachable moments. Because something had happened, he could debrief everybody to show them something about the moment that was before them. Most of us, even when things happen, we don't see the lessons that are there. I said it a few weeks ago. There's lessons everywhere you look, there's lessons. You can learn from nature. You can learn from the people, the way people relate. You can learn from the news. You can learn from anything. But unfortunately, as human beings, it's like we go with our eyes closed. So in Luke chapter 17, something happened. And I want to read from verse 11. It happened as Jesus went to Jerusalem. He passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. So he's passing between these two places. He's passing in a place that we could easily call a no man's land. Now, that's important for you to understand now. He is passing. Somebody say he's passing. Verse 12, then as he entered a certain village, there met him 10 men who were lepers. Watch what it says. Who stood afar off. Now, this is important, Basalana, to break this down. No, Jesus is walking between places. He comes to this particular village. He meets these 10 lepers and they stood afar off. We are told that the leprosy that was there in these days, medical science couldn't cure it. As a result, leprosy was very contagious like Ebola. You realize when people go to an area that is uh, affected by Ebola, they wear protective gears. They cover themselves from head to toe because Ebola is so contagious that any form of contact with it, then you're going to get sick. So the same was true in this regard. When people had leprosy, it was instituted by the law of Moses that they were not supposed to mingle with people. As a result, the lepers never used to live inside cities. They would stay outside of the city. If they ever happened to come where there were people, they had to shout from afar, unclean, unclean, unclean. And on hearing that, you would stand way far from them. 
So they stood afar off. Watch this. And it says, And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Verse 14. When he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priests. Now, let me show you what happened. Because if you just read it, you won't understand. There had been a pronouncement made in the book of Leviticus by God that when a leper got healed, the minute they got healed, they were to go to the temple and approach the priest so that the priest can examine them if they are really healed and pronounce them well and thereafter they were to give an offering to show gratitude for their healing. This is how it happened. All right. So in other words, when a leper came to the temple, they already had received their healing. Are you there? They had already what? So here are these people. Think about it. Here is Jesus. He's standing here. All right. The lepers are over there. All right. So they say, Lord, have mercy on us. So Jesus says, go show yourself to the priests. He doesn't say he heals them. And then says, go show yourself to them. No, 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 no. He tells them immediately, go show yourself to the priests. So Jesus is actually giving them an instruction of faith. Ah, you're not hearing Because you see, faith is acting on the word of God. Faith is taking a step in doing what God tells you to do. He says, go, show yourself to the priest. So think about it. They're over there. They turn and they leave. So Jesus released the word to say, go show yourself to the priest. It's a word of faith. So as they leave, he doesn't see what happened. Remember that. Now notice says, let's have the scripture. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. And it says, and so it was that as they went. Some of you are not getting it. Look at your neighbor and say, Yawabana, you are not getting it at all. Jesus says to them, go show yourself to the priest. Now, these guys, to show you that they, they, they acted on the word, they, di- they didn't say to Jesus, where must we go? Can't you see we have leprosy? They didn't say that. But when he said go, they took a step of faith. When he said go, they just went. Mara, they are healing manifests as they went. That, 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 that is faith. Faith is acting on the word of God. Some of you, you will never encounter the power of God because you will not do what God told you to do. Yeah. So here we are. We're going out to the tent. As we went, as we went, more people got saved by the power of God. As we went, the anointing came upon our lives in different proportions, in greater proportions. So as they went, what happened? Let's see, don't take it from the screen. As they went, what happened? 
They were what? They were what? They were what? I want to submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus didn't say this when it happened. Amara le robetse ka mona ona ke boroko fela. Think about it. They are standing there. They're saying, Lord, have mercy on us. Jesus says, go show yourself to the priest. They turn. Matamai. So Jesus didn't see them. Habafol. He didn't see them. Because Bafodile is. Are you there? Look at the next verse. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned. And with a loud voice, he glorified God. Next verse. And he fell down on his face and at his feet, giving him thanks. That's why I tell people, I can't tell you how to praise God. I can't. The intensity and the extent of what you do is in direct proportion to how you have experienced God. That's why some of you don't praise enough. That's why some of you, you never raise hands enough in church. That's why some of you, you never come and dance in the front. Some of you, you are just never there. You are just sitting there like you're an Egyptian mummy. Because I can tell you something. Once you have had an encounter with God, you don't care who's looking at you. You don't care who's saying what. No, no, no. Verse 15, verse 15. Go to verse 15. It says this guy, he, he, he came with a loud voice. Yeah, when God has touched you, you don't mind thanking Him with a loud voice. Some of you, you are so decent, you are not going to praise God with a loud voice. You are so proper, you are not going to praise God with a loud voice. You are so successful, you are not going to praise God with a loud voice. But I'm sorry, God has touched my life. I have no time to not praise Him with a loud voice. Somebody give the Lord a shout in this house. When he saw him, he was healed. When he saw he was healed, when he saw he was healed, he returned. And with a loud voice, glorified God. Next verse, verse 16. And fell down. See, falling down suggests intensity. Falling down means you don't care whether they are burying. Falling down means it is not a rehearsed thing. I'm not trying to be nice. You're not going to tell me how to praise my God. You were not there when I was given two days to live. You were not there when the doctor told me I cannot have children. You were not there when my wife walked away from me. You were not there when my children are on drugs. You were not there, but God has turned it around. I'm going to fall on my feet. He fell down on his face at his feet. Give him thanks, but not. And he was a Samaritan. Hang in there now. Watch. This is an amazing thing. Remember, the Samaritans were regarded as the lowest grade people. Watch this. This Samaritan was with the other people. When they were sick, they were all mixed. Samaritans, Jews, whatever. And they were all equal. 
Because there are certain things in society. Harasarishayegile. It doesn't matter who you are. Sifana soga. Oh yeah. It's like when you're driving through the streets of Johannesburg, with blonde hair that is now brown. So those of you who are younger, you may not understand that. There was a time where you would never think Lukwa would do that. Yeah. Every black person wanted to be white at that time. Now when board airing unemployed. But here's what's funny. The other guys who are from a better community, once they got healed, they went back to their same old funny selves. They have no time to come back and say thank you. Like some of you. You know, some people, they only pursue God. Yeah. Some of you only come to church. I don't know if I can. Some people only listen to our sermons and are preaching. And I know that. I've been a pastor for many years. Some people only come to you when they're in trouble. <laughs> Man, after about 13 to Sabon, you are not in their rank. How's Kim Sabon? Yeah. And that's what happened with these guys. They all got healed and they went back to their same old ugly self. Because some people, all they need is just to buy the first car. You are in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I degree A1. Oi, born. Yeah, because people just don't know how to handle success. See, God doesn't, God's not against us being successful. What he doesn't want is for it to go to our heads. Oh, yeah. You know, as I travel, sometimes I see Baruti, you know, once upon a little Hey! So he's the one guy who anyhow, it doesn't matter what he is, they always regard him as the last. But he has a different type of heart. He has a heart of gratitude. He comes back. Watch. He falls down at his feet. Verse 17. And he says, Were there not ten who were cleansed? How Jesus Azango Babo? So what Jesus is telling us is that I believe my words. Ah, you're not here. Jesus is trying to tell you my words will never return unto me void. Jesus is trying to tell you my words are not empty of power. They are not useless. Jesus is trying to tell you I sent my word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. If I send my word, it will accomplish what I said. Where they not ten, will produce the fruit. Were there not ten? But then he teaches us that faith, faith is based on believing your words. So if you are somebody who's constantly breaking your promises, 
It will affect your faith. Yeah. Some of you, you, you promise things that you know you are not going to do. You told people, Utoba Patala, Kitty today, Kitty two. Kitty two, Kitty Kai today. Kitty two, bro. Kitty two, ne? Yeah. Yeah. Some of you, you told some, somebody of all nets, Omlelato Nakata Patala Kadi two. And you knew when you said it, you were not going to do it. And you knew. I, I've had people, Babu, and you could tell they don't mean it. They are just answering you to get you off their back. But what you are not realizing is you are affecting your faith. That's why you are struggling to believe God's word because your word is not good enough. See, when you learn the principle of faith, you will learn not to be rash with your words. Not to make rash promises. The Bible says it in the book of Proverbs. It says one of the attributes of a spiritual pilgrim is that they swear to their heart and they change not. Sometimes if you spoke hurriedly and you realize afterwards, you better stick to your commitment. Not long ago, I made a promise to somebody and I realized afterwards I shouldn't have. But I get it. Yeah, and it had to do with a huge gift. Big, big, big gift. Get I went up with a calf. But Jesus is saying, were there not ten? Note what he says. When on that ten that were cleansed, where are the other nine? Which means it's only one out of ten that knows how to say thank you. But it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They can't say thank you. Or like you and I One, two, three, four, five. One out of ten. In other words, there's more people in our world who have a spirit of ingratitude than those who know how to say thank you. Yeah. Why? Because as I said, be saying thank you is not something that is normal and natural with people. We have to be taught. That's why the root about. Yeah. And then they're going to ta 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 But gratitude is not something that's normal. You know, I... Th- oh, let's, let's continue. Let's continue. He fell down at... Oh, yeah, no, no. Let me go. Let me, let me go to this point. One of the things I was... I, I, I'm always thankful for, Bazalan, is how my late mother made me work at home as the only boy. I worked side by side with my sisters. I tell you, I only studied, not only, I appreciated that more after I got married. Because, you see, you have to be in the other person's shoes to appreciate what they're doing. I tell you. Because my mother never used to get me. I used, we used to clean me here, my sister. Yeah. 
breakfast. I used to do breakfast for my sister, yeah. You know? But you know, after I got married, I realized that I had the capacity to appreciate when my wife does things. Because you see, if you come in a place with your shoes, let's see, you just, then about completely, anybody, anybody knows that? Yeah? They give you food, you just eat. Even before you say thank you, you tell them, let's try lelang at Huh? And then when you go to bed, you know, you leave a pile of clothes there. Just in a pile. Who, who, who must clean up after you? And now to relate, somebody else must come and make the bed for you. I thank my mom. Because I realize that sometimes women, we can make our wives be slaves for us. And we have this entitlement that she has to be picking up and I won't even say thank you. I won't even help go high. I won't even lift a finger. I won't even clean. I won't even do anything. Yeah. So even when you travel, you know, they pack for you and then Abaka Misa Hempe A1, you phone. Could even before you say thank you for packing. Why can you hempe powder blue? When you don't involve yourself, you will not. You see, why I appreciate people who serve in the church. I was an usher in the church for many years, I was a musician in the church. I used to clean the church, I was a sound technician in the church. I was a home cell leader. I was a counselor. I was an intercessor in the church. I was a board member. I used to do follow-up evangelism. I used to do that. I helped my pastor. I was an associate pastor. I served in all things. So when I see them do it, I know what it costs. I know what it is to be the first one in church to do things and the people who come late to zing zong you. I know what it feels like. For someone to take you, to take you on. And now that I'm preaching, I see some of our pastors, once they start running churches, only then do they appreciate us more. Because they, they realize it's not easy to preach. See, when we're preaching, they were sitting like you. They don't take notes, they just look at you. <sighs> and then after they start leading the church, they realize... It's very difficult to say anything sensible for more than 10 minutes. Yafela, Samo. Yafela, who? Gaspit, Yafel. You don't even know. You want to even read other things that are not there. What's the latest joke? You don't know what to preach. Now it's only after they run churches. Now they ask me about the sermons I preached years ago. They go to the bookshop and buy CDs. They never used to care. preach some of you. The way you do sing. No, I'm looking at you. I'm, I'm looking at you. Okay, okay, I'm going to run. Sorry. You see, if you've never done something, you'll never appreciate. That's why we have people who are so ungrateful. Yeah. That's why, Masalana, when you get things that you never worked for, you will waste them. If you work for something, if you have to work hard to build something, you're not going to waste it. 
But if you never worked for it, you don't have any capacity to appreciate the value of money. Yeah. See, sometimes we spoil our children, give them money. Let them work. Let them know how much it costs. Yeah. About time I come out about combat that's fine. Let them do that. So that they don't demand. Next time about two hundred rents. Next time about airtime. If I did. Why about and you keep on giving them? In the name of being a loving parent. Suga. Suga. But you see, gratitude is something we must learn. Watch this, Bazalan, as we close. Were there not ten that were cleansed? Where are the other nine? Verse 18. Were there not any found to return to give glory to God except this foreigner? Yeah, he, he was a Samaritan. The other ones, in early, you know, but, but this guy had a heart of gratitude. The other ones, as soon as they were okay, they stopped even coming back to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I know people who, you know, when they were in crisis, they were the first one. They were the first to arrive, the last to leave. Let them get, let them get their breakthrough. Look at your neighbor and say, "Can I can't really break through right now." <laughs> it makes me feel so sad sometimes when they even start criticizing the sermons and and even criticizing who the service is too long, the worship is too loud. You know, the, if Murutaka, he must just get to the point quickly. We also have a life. We also have a life. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Now watch. He said to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. In the King James says, your faith has made you whole. Mamela, 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 mamela. The first time it says, as they went, they were cleansed. Which means, whatever condition they were sick from, they were healed from it. But the damage that it had caused still stayed, even if they are healed. With leprosy, you would lose your fingers, lose your ears. So it means the leprosy is not there, but there's an ear missing. There's a finger missing. Mara, the leprosy is gone. They were cleansed. But they never came back to say thank you. But the guy who came back to say thank you. Not only was he cleansed, he was made whole. In other words, after he got up from thanking Jesus, the fingers were all there. I'm about to tell you there is more that God has in store for you. If you will only have a heart of gratitude, if you will only come back and say thank you, there's far more that God has for you. Can I hear an amen? I've come to realize living with a heart of gratitude opens other doors. I've come to realize somebody bought one door and you don't realize there's nine other doors that are there. You only got one job, but there's many other jobs that are there. You only bought one business, but there's many other businesses that are there. You only opened one church, but there are many churches that are there. And the key is to coming back and say, thank you, thank you. 
He was made whole. So many people only go so far, Komudimu, over for entry level by acquaintance after that. Yeah, over for entry level. After more batamaka entry level, Yabona, Abasa Hutel and Komudimu. You marry you fool. Kofile start a peck. So we are Kotoko. Nagabata Hofa, full package. Koloko Filenon, a key entry level. Can I live full house? Marakaro, it's after Korea entry level. You, 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 you ran away with the entry level. You never even came to say back to say thank you. I'm going to hold back the full package, the full house. I'm, I'm here to tell you, I don't want the entry level. I want the full house. And that's why it doesn't matter how many years I've been a Christian. When it's time to praise, I'll praise God with all my heart. When it's time to raise my hands, I'll raise my hands with all my heart. When it's time to give gratitude, I'll give gratitude with all my heart. Just to say thank you. But that's why this month is about Mokere King. That's why we've instituted Thanksgiving. We're saying when the year began, can you hear? Cross over service. We ask you to bring your vision, to write your vision down. And how can check You've ticked several boxes there. And we're saying, can you bring an offering to say to God, thank you? Let me challenge you. This month, learn to say thank you. Start with the ushers that are sitting next to you. Go to the parking attendants. Thank the people who clean. Thank these camera people. Thank the musicians. I've taught our, our, the, our people in our church when we go anywhere as pastors, as leaders. For he says, when we go to camp, it's a tradition, Yarona. When we go to camp, the last day of the camp, we will take a special offering for the staff at that camp. Every year we do that. You know, I like it. The young people always do that. Every year for us, they take an offering for us and give it to us. Young people. Say thank you, yeah? But you know, when we went to go to camp, we always will do that. We'll take a special offering. So the staff... In many of these camps, they love us. About Lord Gracie, hey, hey, yo. Because when someone says thank you, it just makes you want to do more. Yeah, 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 yeah. I try that. Even as I go, you know, sometimes go to parking lots. Some of these guys barashaya shaya, always. But parking. Oma na me mo la na ge kolo ya ho next. I na ge uche bile kai kai. We mesefela out out amai. And for some of us, it's bad because most people know who you are. It's not that one to medis. No, it's not the greeting. He's working on my numbers. Because my bishop, but I'm used to giving them a good, I give them a good tip. If you go to places, restaurants, we always give a good But I'm learned to say thank you. Listen, what is ten rents after all for your parking, 
ufamoto. What are you going to do? Oh, okay, not two rand. Oh, okay, one rand fifty-five. I mean, I mean, really. Yeah. Some of you need to say thank you to your parents this year. Thank you to your wife. Thank you to your wife. Muzame. Got something. Nanzeke becha lianong. Mahadi afil. Thank you to your husband. You ladies, you don't think we want to be thanked. We also want to be thanked. I won't go into the details, but we also want to be thanked. Thank you to your children. Thank you to your parents. Thank you to your neighbors. Thank you to your teacher, your lecturer, your employee, your employer. Thank you to your spiritual leaders. Thank you. Doesn't cost much, but most of all, thank you to God. Basalan, learn hurautla mokerekin. You're going to be the loudest, most expressive person. Yeah. Because what God's done for you can never be compared with anything. Come on, give the Lord a big praise in the house. Come on, give the Lord a big praise in the house. If it wasn't for God, sometimes I try to think about it. I try to think about it. I wonder where would I be? Can you believe that? I'm going to ten holy Bible. I won't do that. I'm not supposed to. Jesus said, "Let your yes be yes, your no be no." But I wonder because as a as a 16 year old, I was so depressed, so depressed. In spite of the good home we were raised in, I was so depressed, so depressed. I wanted to kill myself. I just never had the courage to do it. My family didn't know. They only hear me talking, but I was so depressed. Life had no meaning whatsoever. Had no meaning whatsoever. Every day was emptiness. In the words of Solomon in Ecclesiastes, it was vanity of vanities. Solomon, the richest man of all, who had the greatest wisdom, and the greatest everything writes about life. Says with all these things, at the end of it, just vanity of vanities. Sometimes I look at people when they run with a fever pitch intensity to try and get their stuff. Nothing wrong with it. But then after you got that car, after you got that house, after you got that job, after you got that whatever, you were just excited for a few days. And then you went back to your same old self. But you know, if you have a heart of gratitude, no matter how small the gift is, life looks so much better when we're thankful. Thank God for the weather today. Beautiful weather today, Jesus. Thank you. How about thank you that I'm alive when others lost their lives? 
Thank you. As we were doing the updates today, I couldn't help but be thankful. Thank you that we can still preach, God. Thank you for the gift of health. Every day, I thank God for the gift of health. I've bumped into people my age that sickness and disease has immobilized them. Their mind is fine. Their skill is there. But their body cannot do what their heart wants to do. There's nothing as sad as having all the ideas but living in a prison of a body that will not respond every day that I can preach two services, three services. I have another service coming that can still go there, eat that, do this, do this. Every day I go back, I say, you know what, God? Thank you. If nothing else. Thank you. Will you be grateful to God today for the things he's done for you? Jesus, raise your hands and pray right now. Shamanoria, thank you.